Yo, what's up? We are now sitting in a Tesla Model S plug from Marcus Beal. And in this video, we're gonna have yet another 4K podcast. Yeah, why not? I'm on my way from Oslo to Gulna. And uh, this is a great opportunity for me to uh, have a little talk while we are enjoying the nice grayscale landscape. I'm just kidding. It's actually some colorful uh, stuff going on today. But today's topic is going to be about Tesla and Lucid and why I think they are completely different than other car manufacturers and uh, why they have a great advantage over uh, other uh, legacy automakers when it comes to EVs. But actually in the future, <laughs> the car industry in general. Okay, so uh, yesterday I was at uh, Lucid's um, showroom in Oslo. They are opening actually today now on Saturday, they open up for the public. And yes, Lucid is finally coming to Norway. They've been uh, present in uh, Germany for a while now, but Norway is also a very important market because Norwegians, they are filthy rich bastards from oil, so they can afford electric cars. <laughs> yeah, I like to provoke people. <laughs> no, but um, So I was so lucky to meet the legend himself, Peter Robinson. Uh, he is the CEO of uh, Lucid. And, oh, what the heck, man? Okay, okay, uh, just cut out this one. You know, I'm gonna brag about how awesome Tesla is and Lucid, but uh, yeah, um, sometimes Tesla will do some weird shit. <laughs> but yeah, so I was able to meet him. It, it was so weird. I I watched uh, um, Peter on some of the videos that Lucid made. Uh, you know, he he sat there on the table and he explained about the battery cell and about uh, you know how EVs work, about the motors, everything. It was very insightful uh, to watch his video, and he was explaining in a very uh, calm uh, way. He's also when I met him. He's really a nice guy, down-to-earth person. And it was, it was kind of weird because when I met him, I felt like I knew him. <laughs> like almost like we are buddies. And also the same, uh, he said that, oh, you know, it was almost like he met, I mean, he knew me. He's been watching my videos also, maybe not like on a regular basis, but maybe some important videos, he also watched them. And it was cool. So yeah, we had some nice chat. He, he showed me the, the awesome uh, motor. And also the wonder box. I was like, oh, let, let me just lick the wonder box. Okay, I didn't say that. I was thinking like that. I was like, I just want to hug the wonder box. Uh, and then, okay, and then I look at the car, uh, the Lucid Air. Uh, it was a Grand Tour. And uh, also, I was able to take it for a spin. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so. So I learned a little bit more about Lucid. I mean, I know, I know some stuff about Lucid, maybe not that much, but um, you know, uh, Lucid and Tesla, they are kind of similar in many ways. Actually, also the background to Peter is that he used to work for Tesla. He was one of the key persons to develop Model S back in the days. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Tesla, you guys probably know it. They make everything in-house. Okay, they have, maybe have a little bit of some parts like they, they buy from other places, but uh, the, the core components like motor, battery, inverter, everything, they make it in-house. And that is also the case for Lucid. And that's... What the heck? Well, I'm just sorry, sorry for my noobness about the yoke wheel and everything. 
But yeah, so, and also I can tell you that yesterday, yeah, I also talked, and we were on a party. Earlier in the day, I had a private session, as you can look at the, the Lucid Air. And then also in the evening, uh, we had uh, like an opening party for for the showroom and I talk also more to uh, with, with uh, Peter and man he okay he knows a lot about electric cars he's he's like the nerd he's like the expert he's like the engineer like uh, elect I don't know electrical engineer so seems to also know a lot, lots of stuff about materials like aluminium and copper and steel and well you know what I was like wow it was such a pleasure to meet to meet uh, Peter and talk to him <laughs> during the party and we talk about a lot of stuff you know about heat pump about about motors about uh, uh, what was it again um, yeah I don't remember but like lots of lots of stuff about about EVs in general but also about cars and yeah so so what is the whole point of making stuff in-house by the way uh, the, you can by making thing, components, core components in-house, you can tailor them for each other. Uh, Size-wise, function-wise, uh, for example, you can take Lucid as an example here. You know, they, they make the electric motors and they also pack them to be really compact and also super efficient, but also super powerful. Uh, you know, the, the Lucid Air motor, I can output 500 horsepower and okay I actually haven't realized how awesome it is okay I, I know that Tesla I know that this plaid just kicks ass for the Lord yes but the plaid okay has triple motors and can output 1020 uh, uh, what the heck man 1020 horsepower <laughs> that's 750 kilowatts so I'm not sure how all the power is distributed but uh, it means that actually I don't know, roughly, let's say the rear, rear might output 600 horsepower, right? Roughly. So that's 400 something uh, kilowatt only. Uh, and then, I don't know, 200 kilowatt per motor. But then somehow, Lucid, they can have one motor, 500 kilowatt. <laughs> I don't know how the heck they do it, but yeah, Peter, I also talk about motors and stuff, and you know, the. The energy density on the, or no, not energy. What do I mean? The, like the power density on the Lucid motor is nine horsepower per kilogram, and actually, uh, Peter told me that uh, Tesla, the Plaid motor, is only three horsepower per kilogram. So the Tesla motor is a lot heavier for the horsepower, and then I was thinking, I was like nine horsepower per kilogram i saw the the drive unit it was uh, the the motor and uh, inverter packed together it was really compact like a, a large melon and it weighs 70 70 i think it was 71 kilograms only that is some impressive shit man <laughs> uh, uh, i was thinking wait so if you have let's say a a mother like a fossil car that has 90 horsepower in, in theory, okay, it's not like you can't scale it like that, but in theory, you could make a 10 kilogram electric motor and have 90 horsepower. Oh, no? was it? Like, huh? Well, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, so yeah. Um, but you know, once I saw Lucid with my own eyes and opened up everything, I saw the humongous trunk and the fairly spacious cabin also, I realized that 
by making things in-house, you can better coordinate everything to make the car really spacious. Uh, the, the Lucid Air is actually slightly smaller, shorter than Model S, but somehow it seems equally spacious as Model S. And the, and the Lucid has like a humongous frunk. Uh, I've never seen a big frunk like that before. Okay, let's say yeah, you have Rivian or something, yeah, but that's you know a, a bigger, bigger class car. But they, in a sedan, it was just mind blown to see how big uh, the, the frunk was. And does this matter? Yes, it matters because you I mean why do you drive the car? Well, you drive the car because you want to go somewhere, right? And if you go on a long trip, you see those people who uh, we meet now on the road. They're on a long trip and they need to put the luggage somewhere. And in fossil cars, you, the, the only place to put them is in the trunk. Uh, but in electric cars, you can actually make a decent-sized frunk and, and utilize the space there. And then, so why do some people buy larger cars? Why don't they just drive around with the small uh, uh, Fiat Pandas? Well, because you, some people need more space. So actually by making uh, uh, components compact, you can free up space and uh, the car will be better in a way. You know, the electric car will be more usable, more utilizable, more flexible. But yeah, and also by, by having, uh, by building uh, components in-house, you also have better control when you want to, to update the software, firmware, everything around it. So I've seen, hmm, yeah, I talked to Powell when he, he owned a uh, Porsche, yeah, no offense, you know, I'm just using Porsche as an example here. But when Powell needed to uh, apply some software update on his Taycan, he had to go to the service center to do it. You know, and it, Porsche is not a unique case. Also in the early days when the Volkswagen was updating the software, um, they, you know, they used TP cables. Yes, network, you know, the, the, the twist repair cables. They used physical cables and connected them to the car to update the software because the OTA didn't work yet. And also when you do, supposedly, you know with Tesla, Tesla is well integrated. Everything has been tailored for each other, all the components. So when they upgrade something, I remember when I owned the Tesla Model 3 and uh, they, they tweaked the, the inverter uh, logic to become better and also you have I think it was 5% more power. There was just an over-the-air update, software update, and then suddenly the car was more powerful. I, I also measured that in uh, Scan My Tesla, that it suddenly had more, slightly more power available. You see, Tesla can do that because the, all the components are together, uh, I mean made together, and they have full control over uh, what, what every unit does and how they communicate towards uh, with each other. But when it comes to legacy automakers, what they do is that they just buy a motor from somewhere. They buy the battery from somewhere. The inverter they buy from somewhere. Uh, I'm just generalizing it. There might be some companies that start making stuff in-house. For example, BMW, as far as I understand, they, they make the motors in-house. Uh, but so for the case of uh, Porsche, uh, I know it's Porsche, I'm just trolling you guys. But in the case of Porsche, and Volkswagen, I think they just simply some some. If you want to do some some core updates on, for example, drivetrain, uh, you can't simply just push out the software update. You have to actually go to a service center and 
yeah, up, some dude needs to do some updates. Like, and it's not only them. Let's say, where well, was again? <clears throat> uh, BMW. You know the BMW iX3. In the beginning, they, you didn't have preheating for uh, fast charging. <clears throat> preheating of the battery for fast charging. But with the LCI, the newer iX3, uh, you then have that feature. So you if you navigate to a fast charger, it will start preheating battery, so you get better charging speed, so you don't cold get. But from my, my understanding, you cannot get that update for the pre-LCI, uh, the previous generation. Uh, why? It's why not Because, for example, Millennium Falcon, my freaking old Tesla, got that feature in, I think it was 2019, 2020, Tesla implemented and then pushed it out and then suddenly Millennium Falcon was better than before. Why? Because, I don't know, Tesla has vertical integration. They build stuff in-house and they can do that. And also, what was it again? Um, yeah, uh, Kia and Hyundai, when they want to add, if you want to get the, the preheating for fast charging, I think you have to pay for it and you have to go to a service center to get the upgrade. I was like, huh, what? Isn't that just a software update? I don't know, man. But, so, you know, also, okay, what else is it? Interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I, I heard that many, many car manufacturers, they don't, they don't make their own like, EV components, you know? They just buy them. And that's why also when I look at uh, under the hood on, for example, this BMW iX, Huh. Okay, yeah, oh, there's so many EVs in Norway, but you know, when I look at some of the legacy automakers, look under the hood, it's like a, it's like a, a spaghetti of pipes and components put together. And I start realizing, oh, you know, they just buy, they just buy an inverter from some manufacturer and they buy a, a motor, electric motor and whatever other components and they put them together and of course they, then they put the brand on it like a Porsche, Taycan or a Mercedes EQS but under the hood they they don't make everything in-house but but yeah when I talked to uh, Peter yesterday he said that you know the Porsche 911 is so good because Porsche they make everything in-house the, the fossil engine is of course made by Porsche and everything has been tuned to work together. And that's probably why the Porsche fossil cars kick ass for the Lord. But then somehow when they make Taycan, they don't do that. And I realized, yeah, okay, huh, why do, don't they do that? Well, I don't know actually why they don't. Maybe to not spend too much time, you know, uh, with the development. But uh, in my opinion, making it in-house like uh, Tesla and um, Lucid is doing it, it's actually the best way of building an EV or a car altogether. Because if you look at, I guess, other car manufacturer who makes fossil cars, the reason why they are successful is probably because they make things in-house and they can then fine-tune and coordinate everything so it just works wonderfully. So, um, yeah, what else did I um, experience with uh, Lucid? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and also, yeah, and uh, uh, Peter also told me that, uh, yeah, Tesla, he, he said that there are actually just two car companies on this planet. 
that uh, builds the cars like they do, like they builds the car like properly from ground up and, and really uh, puts their, their mind into <clears throat> making the cars as, as good as possible, as streamlined, as, as efficient as possible. Uh, they also try to peak, uh, bump up the power and you know, uh, and uh, yeah, he said that it's only Tesla and Lucid really. I don't know about the Chinese companies, how they do it, if they make stuff in-house or not. But also, uh, Peter told me that just just making it in-house doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good. You also have to make it good in-house. But at least when you make it in-house, you have full control over how to build uh, the components. It's almost like, I guess, uh, if you have homemade uh, food, Okay, uh, you can make homemade food really good, right? It can taste good, but you can also make it taste not so good. Just because you go to a grocery store and it says homemade on something doesn't mean that it's delicious. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's the wrong compar comparison here. But uh, yeah, um, so very, very interesting really to talk to uh, Lucid about this. And yeah, then also, you see, so, okay. I mean, I get it. Uh, the the Mercedes EQS is one of my favorite cars. Uh, it's awesome, uh, really nice, comfortable. You know, the interior looks cool, looks luxurious. The ride is smooth, a little bit bold, but that's okay. I like it also. Um, <clears throat> and also, they they managed to make it um, fairly efficient. Yeah, when I say fairly efficient, uh, it, it wouldn't be that efficient during winter uh, for now. But, <clears throat> and also the BMW i7 I tried, you know, really awesome car. Like the interior is so cool, so awesome with the screen that comes out with, with the reclining seat in the back and everything, right? And what else? Yeah, so, I mean, they are awesome cars, but I, I feel like they haven't really, they haven't, optimize the car or when they design it okay they try to make it as good as possible but i feel like they are still behind tesla and lucid overtaking hey you better hurry man okay good <clears throat> so yeah what was my point again yeah my point is that by the end of the day uh the legacy automakers okay they 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 have good cars i'm not, I'm not gonna lie but i feel like um they could have been even better for example, just take i7 as an example. It's a nice car, don't get me wrong, but the hood is freaking humongous. It was funny. I measured the hood. It's so long. It's 155 centimeters long. I was like, what the heck? From what I remember, the Tesla Model S hood is only 100 and... Wait, was it 130, 120 centimeters? I don't remember. Because I remember that Model X hood was 10 centimeters shorter. Maybe the Model X hood was 110 and then Model S was 120, yeah. And think about this. And then suddenly i7 is 155 centimeters. And when I look at electrical components like inverter uh, or junction box or whatever, you know, they don't take up that much space. Okay, Tesla is kind of unique. Like the one we have at the plant, okay. The plant, 
or the, the newest Tesla, it's actually called Palladium. I mispronounce it. It's not Palladium, it's Palladium. The Palladium has even smaller front. And it's because they had to put the, the heat pump in there, plus the HEPA filter. So yeah, in the, in the front, Tesla front used to be way larger, like in Millennium Falcon. But then over the years, they put more and more stuff in there, but they still try to make it compact. But yeah, so, uh, but when I open the hood on the i7, I see that it's just a big uh, mess almost. Uh, we we'll call messy code, but the, I guess the, the problem with uh, BMW is that they just have that that i7 or whatever it's called, the, the i or the, the seven series platform, and then they take a shortcut. Oh, they have some some in-house components, and then they might uh, buy some other components, and then they just put them together and put the uh, BMW badge on it, and it becomes the BMW born electric uh, yeah, car, right? So, um, and same for the, the EQS, like the, the hood on the EQS is freaking long also, and what the heck did they put in there? Because electric motor is not that big. <laughs> and also, so, but again, we are then just talking about space, but, uh, yeah, it's okay. We don't, well, what, 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 why, why is space so important? Well, okay, maybe space is not that important, but it's just the, just the way you implement things. Like, like Ford Mach-E is a prime example. When uh, Sandy Munro looked into it, it's not just a, a big maze of pipes all over the place. And then the car becomes, in a way, less efficient. You have more pipes, you have more liquid you have to fill in there. And then who knows what kind of uh, disadvantages you have by designing it like that rather than having uh, tailored equipment ta tailored uh, like like in lucid you know um, tailored uh, components uh, together so you can make uh, everything as efficient as possible because in, in by the end of the day yes you can make I guess you can have a, an efficient 800 volt system or I don't know uh, an efficient heat pump or something but you also have to look at the total package that um, there might be less loss in the 800 volt system for example or uh, less loss in or the, the, the heat pump itself is, is uh, more efficient but uh, there might be other problems or other like, disadvantages for example the, the Model 3 I feel like okay, it's very efficient in summer, but I feel like they haven't. Oh, what? What the heck, man? What was that all about? But but I feel like the Model Three they haven't insulated it well enough for cold weather. So yeah, and then on other cars, you know, they might have a, a very efficient uh, drivetrain. For example, uh, MEB platform, but they might not have uh, made it aerodynamic. Let's say the ID4. ID4 is a prime example. You know, the MEB platform is great, it's efficient, but then uh, the ID4 has somewhat poor aerodynamics. Just compared to, for example, uh, Škoda Enyaq, <laughs> same platform, similar, very similar car, but way more efficient, <laughs> more aerodynamic. <laughs> but but back to Tesla and Lucid is that not only do they make the drivetrain efficient and the whole car efficient but they also make uh, the car aerodynamic to because they realize that by making the car as efficient as possible it 
you get lots of benefits. You don't have to have too big battery. You get better acceleration. You get better braking performance. You get better handling. The, the cost of the vehicle is slightly lower because it need less batteries. Uh, and also for the users, it's actually a better economy because, uh, okay, especially nowadays with high electricity prices, you need to spend less money on electricity. So, um, yeah, I'm actually rambling a little bit about pretty much everything. But, but I mean, does this mean that uh, all, all, all the other car manufacturers are useless? No, they are not useless. It's just that they, I, I get the impression they are not on the same level as Tesla. They, they really need to rethink everything. And also, yeah, it was very interesting to watch in, in Resto Day. I watched four hours of that live stream, you know? <laughs> uh, and I, I was just uh, super impressed, shocked almost at how Tesla does things. Um, like, just, just, like, just like the manufacture part that uh, when you manufacture a car, well, first you, you put the doors on the car and then you paint the whole car and then you take the doors out again. Huh? Okay. And then you put components into the car, right? And then in and out and stuff, and, and you have to move around with the whole car. But then Tesla is rethinking everything uh, to just start with blank pages and rethink how they manufacture a car to speed things up and also to make, um, talk about automation, to also make, uh, let, let robots do the, the work. And then by doing that, you can also reduce the probability of errors or issues with the car, right? Uh, greatly. So, yeah. And Tesla, they're also, again, uh, making everything in-house and they also talk about the whole supply chain and that they, they, they are really thinking uh, just... I don't know, you guys have to watch that video. It's, it's really long, uh, the replay, uh, but um, you're going to be just shocked about what, uh, how far Tesla has come and again, how far ahead they are of the competitors. So, um, yeah, what was my point again? I had a good point. Man, I forgot about it. Okay, I might remember it later. later. But yeah, so, so what should I say now? You guys be like, oh man, this guy is boring. He, uh, how much did, did Tesla or Lucid pay you? <laughs> no, they didn't pay me anything. Yeah, but I mean, I have to say, okay, some car manufacturers, for example, Toyota. <laughs> I just tried the, the Toyota BZ4X lately. I feel that like Toyota is way behind. I mean, if Tesla is five years ahead of the competitors, then Toyota is five years behind the competitors. So they are, you know, they are really far behind because those cars are not very efficient. That's one thing. Uh, they have some weird limitation on the charging. That's super annoying when you need to drive far. Uh, and also, I feel like the whole Toyota is just poorly implemented. Like the software seems to be fossil-based. One example is that when you get into, when you are charging, and you get inside the car, um, you have to power on the car. That's also one thing. Like, why do you have to have a power button in an EV? Right? It just it should just be t like Tesla. And, you be, and every time I say, you know, it should be like Tesla. People are like, all the haters be like, <laughs> you, just, you just hate everything that is not Tesla. If it's not like Tesla, then it's bad. If it's like Tesla, it's good. No, NIO has it the same way. You enter NIO, the, the car powers on automatically. Uh, that's the way I think it should be. 
but anyway, so with the Toyota, you when you enter a Toyota, you have to power it on, and then you get some heat while you're charging. Okay, great. But then, when uh, after just two minutes, it turns itself off again. Like every time, I was like, what the heck is super annoying? I, may, I might want to have the heat running or at least use the navigation or anything, at least the music. No, it just switches off unless you go into the my room mode. So, but when you fire up the car and you are charging, are plugged in, you can, there is a pop-up like, okay, do you want to enter my room mode? And when you go into the my room mode, then the heater and screen, everything stays on. Why? Why don't they just have it as default like most other EVs has? Uh, but I realized, ah, the whole thing is that it's based on fossil design because I guess in a fossil Toyota, uh, when you, if you uh, start the engine, maybe it switches off the engine automatically after a couple of minutes because you shouldn't be idling because that pollutes. Yeah, I don't know. But so like you have one end of the scale there, uh, Toyota, you know, really far behind. And then you have Tesla and Lucid on the other end of the scale. They are really, really far ahead of everyone else. And then you have the cars in between. Like I said, the, the Ionic 5 that just passed. They are, they are coming, you know, they, they, I feel like they are above average. Uh, and also with Volkswagen, with... Wait, how much is calling? Uh, okay, I can, I can receive him later, yeah. I'll uh, catch him up. But I will call him back soon. But yeah. And other, uh, like, okay, Volkswagen, at least they are trying. They have the MEV platform. Okay, great. Uh, I mean, w would I call it a big success? Um, I, I think it's, they are quite successful with the MEV platform because at least they are then making uh, something that uh, can be used across uh, different cars, uh, brands even. And also, for, for once, they make a platform that is optimized for uh, EV rather than the e-golf or something that was just uh, a fossil car and then you throw in some uh, electrical components and then you make it electric. I mean, many, many car manufacturers, even today, they are still making the cars like that. BMW is still doing it like that with the iX3, the i i4, yeah, i7, you know. Uh, uh, even Mercedes with the EQC, is like that and what about EQA, EQB? I mean they also have a brother, uh, fossil mother from another, yeah, right? But I think that in order to make the car, an EV especially, the best you have to make it uh, electric from ground up and you actually have to design the whole car from the beginning to be electric and then to, you have to look at what kind of advantages do we get with electric drivetrain and how do we optimize it for efficiency, especially, but for everything else also, you know? So, um, yeah, and that's, I think, you know, um, many years ago, uh, we, like, let's say 10 years ago, we only had those uh, electric cars that was kind of like a, I was almost calling it like a retrofit, but, you know, uh, you just put electric car, I mean, electric, it's based on a fossil platform, that's my, my point. But then we started seeing uh, more and more car manufacturers move over to a dedicated platform. Uh, like Porsche, okay, yeah, when I talk about Porsche, yeah, they have also, Porsche, they also have the PP, what's it called, the PPE platform. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Porsche, it's an electric only platform. Yeah, 
you see that's great we are getting now we're getting somewhere that we have an electric platform at least but they still many car manufacturers even though they have a dedicated platform they still don't build everything in-house uh, that and then you kind of lose control over uh, everything if you want to improve things so I think uh, eventually other car manufacturers huh, well actually I'm not sure about that but if the other car manufacturers want to catch up with Tesla or make the, the electric cars the best as possible they also have to build things in-house and make the platform and then huh, they could take one step further uh, like what, what Tesla has been doing for years now is to also improve the, the production the manufacturing the automation everything is yeah like I said again I was just blown away by how Tesla does things now uh, versus when they did before you know I have a piece of history in my garage well actually it's not in my garage because it's kaput but Millennium Falcon you know it's from 2013 and back then I mean back then Millennium Falcon I talked to Peter about this and he said that you know the Model S back then in 2012-13 was the best EV ever engineered back then <clears throat> but of course since then yeah <clears throat> there are better EVs out there but um, what was my point again man I have to I have to talk out yeah I have to call much because <laughs> but, but, but yeah so what I'm saying is that Tesla has been improving the cars over the years they just don't they just don't rest on the Model S and just yeah make money on it they they keep improving the car making it better and better and better how can we make it more efficient how can we make it faster how can we make it uh, uh, I don't know uh, better in other ways uh, and how can we uh, improve production uh, and stuff like that so they they keep making all those incremental changes that just t sets them apart from uh, the rest of the car industry um, so yeah uh, w will the other car manufacturers ever catch up I'm not sure but you see most people or they when they, they when they see a neutron or uh, they, they see the ID4 here they just say okay well it's a nice looking car it's a German car manufacturer they know how to build cars so uh, and then they look at Tesla they look at the interior and be like huh, that, that doesn't look very premium for uh, such, a, such an expensive car yeah that is true I agree the Tesla interior even today is is not uh, nowhere close uh, an equivalent EQS or i7 for example in this case here with uh, with um, uh, plaid but what is under the hood and how they are manufacturing the car and, and how the software everything has been optimized uh, it's just outstanding really it's it's I'm not sure how to explain this but uh, it's like if you ever wrote messy code I have wrote messy code in software, in software development and you can make the code really elegant and tidy and you can document everything and you can have a unit test on it and then we're talking right then then you have good design under the hood everything looks tidy but then I feel like many car manufacturers they they have messy code and poor implementation on things and also worst case is that the code might run 
slow or you know there might be bugs in it and stuff okay i'm just using but what i'm saying is that other cars uh, in general they are maybe slower than tesla or lucid they are less efficient they uh, might not have that much space they are heavier also yeah uh, and so on but i know i'm just generalizing it because i don't want to point out uh, specific cars or anything but yeah so a uh, very long speech I'm not sure what the whole point with this speech was, but uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of vent out my uh, thought about uh, Tesla and everything. Oh, yeah, okay, also, also, okay. I, I should point out, by the way, that when I talked to Lucid, uh, it turns out that, okay, I mean, I am super impressed of the Wunderbox that Lucid has, and also the, the, the electric motor that has so high output with that low weight. Uh, and so from my understanding, Lucid, they are actually, ahead of tesla when it comes to certain things like that like the motors and also it's kind of funny peter he said that he they would not make a carbon wrapped roller uh like tesla did he said that <laughs> there there are some disadvantages by doing that well okay uh, i didn't go into too much into detail with the party we were having fun and all that but you see so so um in my opinion, Lucid, they are ahead of Tesla when it comes to certain things like that. And also the, the Lucid interior just looks freaking awesome, really. Uh, it feels nice. Tesla, I feel like they have intentionally not bothered making that super plush interior like you will find in the Mercedes or BMW. Uh, they are more focused on software and other things. Uh, and I guess autopilot. And then, um, but also, Lucid seems to be behind on certain things. Well, that's EQS, by the way. Which is that Lucid doesn't have heat pump. It has PTC heater. So it is super efficient in summer, probably. But in winter, like here today, this plaid should be way more efficient than the Lucid. Because I've seen it, that the classic Teslas, before they got heat pump, they were also kind of thirsty in winter. And also, yeah, and also it also means that uh, Lucid, they don't have uh, the Octoval and everything. But they said, I mean, yeah. Um, so Peter said that, yeah, he knows that, of course. Uh, and then one day they will probably also implement something like that. But all in all, uh, my impression, I haven't tested the Lucid Air yet. I have to put it through the extensive tests that uh, my uh, impression so far is that both Lucid and uh, Tesla, they, they have their strength and they are equally uh, like ahead, you know. I wouldn't say Tesla is number one and Lucid is number one, is, uh, is number two or, or, you know, I would say that both of them are number one and then all the other ones, they are number three or four and so on, you know, when it comes to the whole electrical drivetrain and everything there. Uh, so, um, yeah, but, uh, but you know, when, when every time uh, a new car manufacturer or even a, an existing car manufacturer comes out with a new car, like, oh yeah, look at this new Audi Q7 Fat e-tron, or uh, look at this uh, Lotus uh, Elvia, whatever it's called, uh, and, you know, under the hood there, it, it could be based on the fossil platform, and they are probably just buying components from other car manufacturers, from other manufacturers. And you won't find tidy code, put it like that, under those cars, under the hood. But with Lucid, 
I think what sets Lucid apart from the startups or whatever you should call them, you know, other EVs coming out there is that the Lucid Air is just a work of art, a, a very impressive piece of engineering. So that's what you that's what you're getting if you buy Lucid Air. Yeah, you just that that I, mean, I don't know why it's, it is so expensive though. <laughs> that's a different story. But I, mean, I, I wonder why uh, if they can just start selling some cars Lucid. If can't, why can't they just put the six hundred and seventy horsepower? Uh, what was we again? Or the five hundred kilowatt motor in a smaller, like a Model Three ish or something, a more compact car, and make the car uh, cost half the price. You know, they could probably sell lots of cars if they do that. You can make it rear-wheel drive. Oh, what the heck is that guy doing? A Danish dude. Yeah. Well, well, okay. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but um, yeah, we talk about lots of interesting stuff. Wait, wait, what the heck? I, I was, I was never. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm actually going to uh, navigate to Google West. There, I'm going to supercharge soon, so I have to end the live, uh, end the end the video. But yeah, so um, really, like I said, uh, very impressive again uh, with uh, Tesla and uh, Lucid, and uh, yeah, I guess this will spark some uh, discussion because you guys will disagree with me <laughs> on things. But yeah, it is what it is, man. Tesla and Lucid, they are so far ahead of the rest of the industry. Most people, they just don't know it. They look at the car. Like, like the Volvo here and be like, it's a nice car, you know, there is Volvo. They know how to build cars. Yeah, Porsche, Volvo, Audi, BMW, they know how to build cars, but they might not be ninjas on how to build electric cars. Yeah, but Lucid and Tesla, they have been in the game for a very long time when it comes to building electric cars. But not only that, but they also constantly improve to make it better and better and better they just don't just make a car and then kind of yeah uh, like okay like the other day um, Mercedes asked me if I can if I want to try the, the new EQC Rose Gold I was like oh oh okay but then I asked Mercedes okay but what, what is uh, new with the new Rose Gold uh, thing then uh, did, they, did they have any new software changes hardware changes new motor or something they, they say, uh, no it's just a new color Huh? But the EQC is, is old. It's getting it's several years old now. So yeah, they haven't improved anything really with the EQC ever since they introduced it. And that is just one example of uh, a legacy automaker who makes a car and then they are just kind of resting on it. Just like Jaguar I-Pace also. They haven't really improved anything over the years. There are other companies that makes improvement. Like I, I feel like Polestar and Polestar you know, they're coming up with a new drivetrain. If instead of front wheel drive, they're going rear wheel drive. They, you're gonna, it's going to charge faster. It's going to be more efficient. Polestar, they are kind of, you know, similar, more similar to Tesla than some other car manufacturers are. So, okay, but anyway, the time is running up. Oh, shit. It's kind of busy over here. Time is up now. I'm going to plug in. But this was a very interesting topic. I touched into lots of stuff. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it uh, and also correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I might have said something wrong uh, in regards to some stuff. So it might just be about 90% correct. But yeah, anyway, I think that's going to be it for now. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. As always, thank you for watching and talk to you later.